All right, let's get back to our position previews, our last non-specialist. Are we going to do a specialist position primer preview here, Joey Wagner? Do we have to go break down the lads, or uh, do we just add that on to our bold prediction podcast that I'm planning? We could probably add it on to the bold prediction. <laughs> Listen, Blake Hayes is good. Hugh Robertson seems awesome. He could be good at some point. I think James McCourt starts. That's, what, that's, all I, that's about all I got. Yeah. At some point, it'll be Caleb Griffin's time. Okay. Um, but yeah, kick return or punt return. I don't know. I don't know. We can speculate on that. Let's do a bold prediction uh, later on uh, before the Nebraska game and the season kicks off. But let's go. It's Jeremy Warner, Line Enquirer publisher, Joey Wagner. So our final position preview is what I was getting to as we have our on-air production meeting here. Um, <laughs> defensive backs is a very interesting group. And to be honest with you, the secondary was one of my biggest disappointments last year. We all know how much I love Nate Hobbs and have been saying how good Nate Hobbs is for years. And and last year it was hard. It was hard, especially after David Bell, who's going to be a very high NFL draft pick, uh, you know, really took it to Nate Hobbs in coverage. But Hobbs is always great um, in the run game. He's pretty good in coverage through most of his career. But he's a fifth-round pick of the Raiders, and now looks like he'll start week one uh, in the nickel position. Uh, but the safety play was not good last year. Tony Adams played actually solid there at safety, but uh, the other safety spot struggled. Devin Witherspoon had a solid year, but Illinois last in the Big Ten and pass efficiency defense, and uh, they just got torn up. I mean, the Wisconsin game was uh, a sign of bad things to come. Purdue wasn't that much better. Minnesota, all of those. Um, Joey, this is, a, this is an area that Aaron Henry, the cornerbacks coach, and Ryan Walters, the defense coordinator and safeties coach, really have to clean up. It is. Oh, I'm glad we're getting to it after our production meeting and Nate Hobbs' victory lap here. Um, <laughs> I have to take it. Come on. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, there's no way to hide it. This has not been – Illinois has not been good in pass defense. It, they've been good at getting takeaways, but we saw that when those don't happen, it's I mean, it's just a parade up and down the field. I thought that – I honestly thought Ryan Walters, Aaron Henry had, had two of the biggest tasks to come in and fix of everybody that was hired. And I know the offense stunk last year, and I know Tony Peterson had his work cut out for him. I just think that a new scheme and getting everybody in on a new scheme and with, you know, kind of a lack of depth as we'll get into at some of these positions and maybe even a lack of a lot of things at the safety position. I just thought that was a big, it was just a tall order to work on. Right. And I, I'm really curious how that looks come August 28th and beyond, but it's, you just don't know. And I, I, you don't know, man. It just hasn't been good. I know that. Yeah. So just to be general here, uh, let's start with corners. Um, and I, I'm really interested to see the different style of how they play cornerback. Because so many times, Joey, you saw corners 10 yards off the ball, right? Or off the line of scrimmage instead of press corner. I, I, that's what I thought Nate Hobbs would be great at is being a press corner, make somebody run by him. Maybe he gets burned every once in a while but at least be physical with the line of scrimmage, jam them and make them, you know, make them make some mistakes or um, at least just force the issue. 
it just felt like Lovey Smith was sit back and let's take advantage of mistakes. And they were able to do that in 2019 at times, but it was a little inconsistent. And then they weren't able to do that uh, and repeat that last year. Um, I, I think you're going to see Ryan Walters and, and Aaron Henry and their defense. I think the corners are going to be much more aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Obviously, I, they'll have some uh, zone coverage at times, but I think this is going to be mostly man-to-man. I think this is just going to be a lot more aggressive of a scheme, and I think that'll translate to cornerbacks. And Tony Adams and Devin Witherspoon are, are top two here. I think that's not a bad thing to do. Yeah, and I, I like where they're at in the top two. But I, look, Aaron, Aaron Henry, I'm talking to him. He's not been shy. I mean, he wants his guys aggressive. He wants them confident. He wants them hungry. And he said, look, if they get burned in practice and they get beat in practice, obviously you don't want that. I don't want anyone – hearing this to think that they just encourage their cornerbacks to get left in the dust in practice. But he said, I'm not throwing them out of there and throwing them off the field. That's not getting us anywhere. We, we've got to coach them. Why did this happen? It usually happens at the line of scrimmage and, and go from there. So I, I just think he's going to have some of these guys, exactly what you said into more man aggressive and, and just, just making life a little more uncomfortable. Now, I don't know how well it's going to work, but I, I think it's going to look a lot different than what we're used to seeing out of them. And they've got two guys at the top who I'm, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm a little bit high on because I think we've seen some decent production out of them. Uh, I think it's a pretty good, if you're a first-year coaching staff, that's not a bad one, too, to have at the cornerback position. Yeah, let's talk about those guys. Tony Adams. He mentioned during the 2019 season where he was a big part of that season turning around. Let's let's think about the plays he made after switching. Remember, he struggled early in the season at safety. Uh, I'm trying Eastern Michigan. I think he had a really poor performance. I think Nebraska didn't play very well. Just didn't seem confident as a tackler. Didn't seem confident in that safety position. Now, last year, I thought he played there uh, pretty well. But he was so confident in 2019 when he switched to, to corner and he had the interception against Wisconsin to set up the game-winning James McCourt field goal, right? Then he has an interception against Purdue, pick six, uh, to, to put Illinois up 10 to nothing, right? And like the game was over. Illinois just had to run the ball in that monsoon and the game was over at that point. So Tony Adams had a huge impact. Um, and that season at cornerback, and I just think he's more comfortable there. So I know he says, like, yeah, I'll just play wherever they want me. I've kind of learned to be that. He's a cornerback, and and I think he's a solid to good Big Ten cornerback that was a huge get to get him back because that wasn't a guarantee. Tony was considering transferring, considering going in the draft, uh, probably more so the transferring market, but uh, Corey Patterson played a role there and Brett Bielema played a role there to, to be able to bring him back, which really, really helps this cornerback room, but also the secondary. Yeah, I mean, look, Tony started as a, like the first game as a true freshman at corner and and I know he's had some injuries, but not so much recently, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. He's been, you know, pretty durable in the last, you know, however many, 15, 20 games. But I he really a little bit of credit to him, right, for being able to be that stopgap where where Illinois had a lot of holes on that defensive secondary and Tony Adams cleaned up some of them. But I, you know, you thought after the Wisconsin game in twenty nineteen where he had the pick and, and just Felt you know it just looked a little more natural. You thought, okay, this is going to be the move, and and then it just it's, I just kind of wonder how hard it would have been for him to get into a rhythm anywhere because he he moved as much as anybody, Jeremy, since I've been on the beat. 
that I can remember. Now, it wasn't as drastic as like a Kendall Smith, who we'll get into, right? But he, he just always moved around. And, and you know, Tony's the kind of person who probably never admit it, right? But I, I just wonder how much that played a role. And I, I'm really interested to see what he can do at corner. because I think that's where he belongs. And I think he's probably proven that with his play more times than not. Yeah, let's get into the other guy I might be even higher on to be honest with you. Um, Devin Witherspoon's a fantastic story. Um, really late addition in the class of 2019, now that I think about it. Uh, showed up at campus in mid-August, missed the first week of training camp, kind of like Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs missed the first couple of weeks of training camp because of mono uh, when he was a freshman. But uh, Devin was really skinny, undersized, but just everything Kinoto Hudson was about which is kind of Aaron Henry right like they're very very aggressive very full of energy and you hear Aaron Henry talk about Tony Adams kind of that quiet leader when he talks people listen but Devin Witherspoon is kind of the energy of that room and he's not afraid of anybody man he's been physical and run support even though he is a little smaller uh compared to you know guys he's tackling but also he ain't scared of covering the best in the Big Ten. Last year, he had two unbelievable interceptions in man-to-man coverage against Rashad Bateman of Minnesota, who's now in the NFL, one of the best wide receivers in the country last year, and Bo Melton uh, from Rutgers, one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten last year. Two interceptions where it was man-to-man coverage, a jump ball, and he goes up and gets it over those guys. Like I I just think he's got that mentality that they really like, and and he's a redshirt sophomore because last year was free. Um, I, I think he's, he's a feisty feisty football player. I don't know how many Illini fans think of Devin Witherspoon, but I think he could be one of their best playmakers. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of him. I, I still see him on those grass fields in 2019 in shorts and shoulder pads, and I thought, oh, no. Well, I, I don't know what he's going to contribute. He was very, very skinny. I, I mean, and, you know, I think he was planning to go the Juco route, and, and things changed a little bit, and he ended up in the Big Ten, and and it looks now like just an incredible find, an incredible get. But man, he was he was small, and it, sure enough, it's exactly that kind of that not afraid of anyone mindset. He comes in on special teams as a gunner, and then you start when you notice a gunner, right? You're like, okay, the, this this guy's playing playing kind of crazy right now, yes. and and then he, it didn't take was it maybe midway through his freshman year, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say the Minnesota game, maybe. Uh, that he ended up getting into that starting lineup. And, and he's been, you know, a little bit of the reason that they've been able to move Tony around, right? Yeah. Because it, I think they trusted Devin Witherspoon and and he's played. And I, I have to imagine him and Aaron Henry met and just went straight up and we become best friends, the up type of operation, because there is a lot of similarities between those two guys. And, and, I, and look, Aaron Henry can connect with anybody right i mean I, I think he could go anywhere and make a, a a friend and strike up a conversation but i just have to think that those two really really hit it off and share a lot of the same mindsets and ideas and, and appreciation for the position yeah um devin witherspoon i'm looking at pro football focus and this is just based on their grades but um out of the Illini defenders that had 100 plus more snaps last year uh he was number four grade Tariq barnes Isaiah Gay, Tony Adams, Devin Witherspoon, and he had the highest run defense grade. 
He's the skinniest guy on the field last year, and he has the best run defense grade. So I, I just think that tells you about his mentality, and I think he's going to be really good. I, I feel like you got two solid Big Ten starters, potentially good Big Ten starters at cornerback. But boy, Joey, I don't know about anything behind him. <laughs> like Kendall Smith was on the field a little bit late last year, and Illinois did not defend the pass very well last year, late last year. Um, he's physical, he's big, he's a little bit different. I think Aaron Henry's used the word change up when it comes to Kendall. So maybe against a team like Wisconsin, Iowa, you feel a little bit better with him on the field. Uh, but they I think they need a young guy to to really step up because as much as Kendall brings leadership. Um, has some size, some physicality. Can you turn and run? Some of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten. I think that remains to be seen with him. But uh, you got a bunch of freshmen who haven't played. Uh, Taz Nicholson is a really interesting name. Quick feet. Kind of has a similar story to Devin Witherspoon and is a late addition for Kinoto Hudson. Sounds like he's having a great camp. Um, Aaron Henry said he's leading the team uh, as, as of last week, leading the DBs in interception. So that's a, that's a good sign. Um, he needs to step up or one of the many freshmen we have on here, but depth is a huge concern with this group. If you have one injury, uh, you worry about it. If you have two, ugh. <laughs> really concerned. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm a little surprised, that, and maybe there's just maybe they explored further than than we know in the transfer market. But I thought that could have been an area to try to, and I think it's going to continue to be an area where I think they could could get in there. But Nicholson's a name that. Again, we haven't seen literally anything in, in training camp, but you try to listen to the names that pop up every here and again, and he's somebody – I like Kendall Smith as, as a voice in the room, a veteran who, who can – you know, maybe he is bigger than, than everybody else, but hasn't seen it, hasn't been steady at any one position. It's just – it's hard to project with him a little bit. And Yeah, yeah just, just for reference, Kendall had 100 snaps last year. Uh, on defense, and he was a 45.8 PFF grade. Just, Which is, just I, I would imagine in the bottom third yeah. of the team. Yeah. So it's tough. And, you know, if, if you're, you've done a little bit of moving around from position to position and offense to defense, and it's really hard. And that's why when I thought that they landed Eddie Smith, I thought, okay, he's got some, some history at corner. Could that be his play? It, it, Unless they're lying to us straight up, I, I don't think he's going to be a you know strictly a cornerback. I, I don't I haven't really heard his name or seen him working with that position group. Yeah, the position uh, drills so, we saw, he was with the safeties. Right, and so, Bielma said he's practiced. He could play star the nickel. So a little, I guess, kind of surprising to me. I mean, maybe his best position safety, but maybe his best position at Illinois is corner. Right. I mean, we just don't know. We haven't seen it. Uh, so then you look at this large swath of freshmen right and there's a ton of them and a lot of them have skills like you know lovey recruited a lot of just just really really good athletes and and you know maybe not as guys who were as highly rated as other defensive backs but i i think jeremy it's just it's hard for me to look at this team and not think that a freshman is going to have to step up in some capacity in that defensive secondary now i don't know that that's going to be a starting spot uh, you know, I think if it is, oof, uh, I believe was your word. But, uh, you know, I, you're going to have to rely, right? I mean, it's just not enough bodies, I, I don't think, to not have to look for a freshman to maybe maybe step into something. Yeah, maybe a too deep at some point. Um, yeah. And I do think there's some interesting talent here. Like, I, I look at last year's class, and, 
you know, Brody Wise Carver was a big get. Samari Collier's an interesting quarterback prospect, even if he didn't have uh, any other Power Five offers. Patrick Bryant was a was a good addition, but I thought Kinoto Hudson, as last year was unfolding, did a really good job of adding Power Five talent. And I know I've used that term, and some fans don't like it, but like, there was Daniel Edwards had several Power Five offers. D.D. Snyder had several. Power five offers. Prince Green's going to play safety, but had a couple power five offers at, at multiple positions here. Jorel Washington was the same. He's a safety. Uh, and Tyler Strain, I thought, was a really good find. Ridiculously fast. Has a little bit more size than than Daniel Edwards and, and D.D. Snyder. But Daniel Edwards, who might be the most the quickest, fastest guy at this, maybe the best technique at corner, he's like 160 pounds. Uh, so I, maybe maybe we're, we don't want to count him out because Devin Witherspoon was skinny too, but I, there is a physical adjustment that he's going to have to make. That's why the guy who is really intriguing to me is Keontae Curry. 6'1", 190 pounds, a really good athlete, but is he a corner? Is he safety? Uh, you talked with uh, Aaron Henry here recently. It sounds like he could move to safety at some point, but he has been playing corner but I just feel like this year, he's the most physically ready to play, and I think he's physically um, a good athlete as well. I think he's the guy that you and I pegged in our limited viewing just when we saw them. Like, okay, you know, one, he was a Bielema and, and staff recruit. That, you know, they got him after they had been hired, and, you know, he looks good. But I, I asked Aaron Henry today, and I was shocked given how, how much they've kept everything pretty close. He, he did say Daniel Edwards – you know, standing out a little bit from the younger guys athletically, but it's exactly what you said. And Aaron said, we'd like him to be a little bit heavier. Obviously, you can't, you know, there's a time constraint here, right? And they just got here in the summer, but he's standing out. He said, Didi Snyder had the best, one of the best interceptions in practice that Aaron Henry's ever seen. I mean, I don't know how many interceptions he's seen, probably a lot. So I would think that you know, it is hyperbole season, though. Yeah, probably stretches a little (laughs) bit, but uh, you know, Tyler Strain is, is another guy. So there's some guys that just I, – I, I kind of like you, Jeremy. I keep coming back to physically Curry seems like the guy. Maybe long-term he, he moves around a little bit. Um, you know, Maybe into that star role, maybe into a safety role. But if I had to guess right now and say who's going to be the, the corner to push that too deep, maybe get into it, he feels like my, my pick. And I could be wrong and, and maybe – Maybe Daniel Edwards does take the Devin Witherspoon, don't care if I'm skinnier than you, Roud, and, and and just forces everyone's hand there. But at least there's some options, right? I mean, I think if you're Aaron Henry, if you're Ryan Walters and Brett Bielman, you come in here and you you identify your room, and then you've only got two freshmen, three freshmen coming in, you think, you know, maybe they do go a little bit more into that portal bit. Maybe you just try your hand with five or however six, however many they got, and and see what it looks like. Yeah. So just to review, feel pretty good about the top two. Feel solid about the top two. Don't know about what's beyond. I, I think Taz Nicholson sounds like he'd probably be the next guy in line. Kendall Smith could play because he's the veteran, uh, but uh, I think you want Taz Nicholson to take that next step and and potentially a freshman uh, to arrive. But I, I have no doubt Kendall will be in the top uh, in in the two deep uh, as we start the season. But if there's an injury or two here, I think you're starting to get uh, pretty concerned. Um, speaking of concern, 
safety was a huge concern last year. Let's talk about what Ryan Walters can do with that group because he does get a lot of guys back and he has added a lot of competition. That's next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, safety. Let's go through the grades here, shall we? Tony Adams is pretty good last year at safety. A 69, nice grade uh, at safety. But the spot next to him, Joey, was not very good. Uh, and, and Tony missed a couple games, right? Um, due to contact tracing, or did he have COVID? I can't remember. Yeah, I think, he and Nate I Hobbs. He was positive, and Nate was contact traced. Yeah, so Nate Hobbs and he missed the last couple games, and secondary got a little, little sparse there. Um, I do remind me about Marquez Beeson because I want to I want to bring that up uh, at the end of the podcast here. But um, Derek Smith, the transfer from Miami, was he a was he a linebacker? Was he uh, a DB. We didn't know. Like Lovey kind of said one and then the other uh, as he was going through here. He played safety and he did not play it well. 36.1 PFF grade. Missed tackle machine last year. I think it's fair to say. Just felt like he was out of place. Felt like he was kind of a nickel or, you know, weak side linebacker trying to play safety in space and just wasn't very good uh, at tackling in space. Uh, and then you had Taylon Lightsey play a little bit last year. The walk-on with a fantastic story. Uh, Delano Ware had to move back to safety a little bit and didn't perform all that well. Um, and you also had Sidney Brown, who was an all-Big Ten third-team selection back in 2019, made some big plays for that bowl season. He had a 52 grade, which was actually a little higher than what his 2019 PFF grade was. But I think last year we saw Sidney Brown noticeably struggle a lot more, especially in pass coverage. All of the uh, missed assignments that seemed to happen uh, on his side of the field was was really, really alarming at times. But I did think Quan Martin was a little nice late season if you were still watching at that point. I thought Quan Martin had a good couple games towards the end of the season where now it's not a surprise to me that that he's maybe one of the top options here. But um, So you get Sidney Brown back, Quan Brown back, Derek Smith back. But obviously, Brett Bielema and Ryan Walters did not feel great enough about this group uh, to not add competition. They did. With Eddie Smith, who you've mentioned, the former top 500 prospect, spent the last couple years at Alabama, buried behind NFL draft prospects. And then Prather Hudson, tough, smart, and dependable uh, to a T, special team stalwart at Georgia, former walk-on. He's added to the group as well. So it's clear that Ryan Walters thought this group needed an upgrade. Yeah, and so how do they deploy the two transfers is a question that I have. I I think in that nickel, that star role, but Derek Smith, man, I, I'll tell you, Jeremy, and I'm, I'm not trying to knock a, a college kid any more than I have to, but when I think of the safety room, he's just not somebody that, I come, that comes to my mind. I, I don't know that I saw enough last year to reasonably put – you know, put him in my visual 2D. Maybe I'll, maybe a joke will be on me when, yeah. when this roster, this depth chart comes out. And no, I would expect Kirby Joseph to be ahead of him. Yeah, I, I would too. And Brett really put Kirby in, but he listed four uh, safeties. Kirby was one of them. So I, 
there's some pieces. I, I don't want to give up on Sidney Brown yet. Um, I, I like a lot about what he does, and I'm aware that it was not pretty for for some stretches last year. But it's not a lot of proven stuff here, Jeremy. I mean, it's not like this is corners where there's two proven guys, and, and then you don't know. There's there's four guys that you really don't know, right? And, and we'll we'll see what happens after that. I would probably lean towards Sydney and Quan Martin, who. I bought into all the interceptions that he had when he was a freshman. And I think you probably pegged him from the get go as a safety. Yeah. Um, Isaac and I always talked about how Quan, and not to take anything away from him, he was the beneficiary of a couple perfectly like kind of placed throws in his bread basket. Yeah. But hey, he, he got him. Yeah. And it, hey, it's a good story as a freshman. And he came in and it made a little bit of an impact. But it, to me, I it, it's hard for me to. I, I guess until we see this too, D, that's the thing that stinks about not being able to get in there and see see what's going on here. But I, those two make sense to me as the safeties. And the, the yeah, question and it, sound, it sounds have, like they have been, right? Like mm-hmm. in the spring game, we saw it was Sidney Brown and Quan Martin at yeah. safety. Um, and throughout camp, you've heard about Sidney Brown, Quan Martin, Kirby Joseph, Derek Smith, Prather Hudson, and then Prather more the star, um, as well as Eddie Smith playing the star. I don't think it's a, a leap of anything, yeah. Joey. I know we haven't seen it, but we've heard right. it. And we've seen a little bit in the spring that those two would be my projection. And, and with Sydney, I, I, it's just about consistency. Because you see moments where Sidney Brown looks like he could be an NFL prospect. And the Senior Bowl had him on their Senior Bowl watch list, right? So, like, he is a good athlete at strong safety. He's a physical tackler. Um, he can knock the ball loose. He can make plays on the ball. He's got ball skills, like everything, you know, his, his brother and him have the same genes, right? Like they are very, very good athletes. And it just felt like last year, Sidney Brown was overthinking. It just felt like he was overthinking. And I think Ryan Walters has kind of taken him and being like, you have to communicate. Like he has talked about communication as the safeties. They have to be the quarterback of the defense. And it was clear, like, you saw Nate Hobbs looking back at Sidney Brown several times last year saying, what is going on? Like, how did that happen? And there wasn't good communication. Uh, and it's not just those guys, but everybody in the secondary, when you have these kind of missed assignments, that's got to change. He's a fourth-year player now. He's one of the leaders or should be of this defense. And you and I know Sidney can talk, right? Like, he's a, he's a very engaging person. But to translate that to process what's happening on the field and to communicate with everybody and then do your job well, uh, that's all easier said than done. But that's what Ryan Walters wants out of him. And I think if, if Ryan Walters can can coach it out of him, I, mean, I, I think Sidney Brown can be back in that all-Big Ten conversation. But I, I've just seen so many errors the last couple of years at times that it can inconsistency could really, really hurt the defense. Yeah, it's, for all those reasons, exactly why I don't want to give up on on Sidney Brown in my mind because I think he's got a lot there. The question I have is how long of a proverbial leash do these guys have out there, right? I mean, it, for a while it was like, well, I'm not really another person, so go out there and keep having breakdowns and do this because it's not a better a better choice. But maybe you know, the, there's a couple guys in the mix. I don't know if they're any better. But how long do you see this, you know, if breakdowns happen, how long do you see that continue to happen is a question that I have going into it. And and then obviously the additions of Prather Hudson and Eddie Smith, you know, do they speed up anything? If, if things go wrong, do you, do you maneuver around different areas there? You know, there, there are some pieces in that secondary, Jeremy, that are versatile enough 
that you can shake up a you know position like safety and and pluck from the cornerback area, right? And, and you could do a couple pieces and move where you maybe move a corner to the nickel and the nickel to the safety to clean some things up. And you know, ideally, I'm sure if you're Ryan Walters, it doesn't come to that. And, and you could run with Sidney Brown and, and Quan Martin and and be happy there. I see what uh, you're saying because Quan could play corner. Like if, if it got that desperate, Eddie Smith could play corner, right? Or, or Eddie Smith could right? back. Or, or maybe, yeah. maybe Keontae Curry could play a, a, the right. star, and you move one of those two stars to a safety if that's what it needs. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of reshuffling, and and you know we don't know how that would look. And I, I just I think it's I don't know, man. I, I'm not giving up on Sidney Brown. No, that's I, that's a. I'm not either. But a guy I'm higher on, uh, and, and I said it last year. I'm not quitting on Quan Martin. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I haven't quit on him because he had this great freshman year, at least interception wise, um, really early in the season, he had three interceptions and kind of faded as big 10 play went. And then the next year he comes back as your starter across from Nate Hobbs and he just really struggled. And watching him as a prospect out of Florida, I thought that's a free safety. Like he just, he's a rangy guy at the back of a defense, a ball hawk, good ball skills. Um, and I think last year we saw him being pretty good. Uh, as, as a tackler, uh, he had a really good tackling performance the last couple weeks of the season. And I think there's a playmaker back there as a free safety. So I think, I think he, and, and he's a big kid too. I mean, he's a big, strong kid. Like he and, and Sidney Brown, I think really complement each other. Well, where Quan's your back end guy, Sidney Brown playing the box a little bit. Both of them can make plays on the ball. Um, so I, I think the potential is, is there for those two to be a really quality uh, starting safety duo and that, that can make some plays. And plus, you got both of them potentially for two more years um, with the extra year of eligibility. So even though they started games as true freshmen, I think those two can be good. Uh, but it, it's going to take some work with Ryan Walters, right? After what we saw last year, um, again, this is kind of going to be the proof of how much does scheme, how much does coaching matter. Uh, I, I'm with you, Derek Smith. I'm not expecting a lot. Kirby Joseph, good athlete. Uh, actually played pretty decently well last year. Competent football when he was in. But let's talk about the transfers. Prather Hudson. Um, is he more than a special teamer? Certainly feels like Illinois thinks he is. Yeah, and I mean, I remember when it com- the commitment came, it was like, okay, this kid was a safety, then he was a running back, then he was on special teams. Who is he here? And you know, maybe it's that that star, that nickel position is where the piece of information we're going on here is Phil Steele's football preview, right? Where he was listed as uh, the starting star. And well, and, you know, and Brett and Ryan have mentioned it since then, right? Yeah. Now, I asked Prather. He told me he'd never heard of what the star position was ever. And obviously, he was making sure he was going out of his way to not share anything. So that's where that's where I see him, and you know, I, I but I do think he has that versatility that if things go awry in that in that safety, you know, grouping between Quan and uh, Sydney, we think that he could go back there and and be that. But you know, he's a guy who comes in and he's from that the SEC, a Georgia program. He's been here, there, and everywhere uh, with a really good football team, and I think that matters for Brett to have him around and in the room. But that's not the only reason he's here. You know, he's here to play football. He's here to be on defense, right? I mean, this isn't just a special teams thing, though I think we'll see him there. I mean, I think he got too much of a body of work and, you know, just proven production to not have him there. So he's an interesting piece. And I I just, that star 
say nickel star or whatever you want to call that's just where i continuously come back to with them there is a little bit of me because meeting prather talking with prather how could you not like him he's a great story he was a walk-on right and i know you're into a, a spot uh georgia but you think of a nickel who's a nickel lined up against Rondale Moore's of the world, right? And I know Rondale's no longer in the Big Ten, but you're 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 lined up against the quickest, most explosive person on the field. I'm just interested to see how that goes. I would have a you know physically, Eddie Smith is is a better fit uh, for for that role, I would think. Um, but I'm just really interested to see how that works, or just to see how they they use that nickel back. Um, I could see him. I can see Prather Hudson being a great blitzer off the edge is a nickel, right? Um, I can see him being really good in run support, which is going to be very important in the Big Ten. My question is pass coverage with him uh, when it comes to playing that nickel spot where you're lined up uh, against some slots. But I, I do think they're getting a good football player there, which is obviously um, what Brett Bielman wants because a nickel partly is, is half linebacker, right? You, you're in the box. You're you're going to be making plays on the ball and and trying to stop the run there. So just an interesting part. Uh, and Eddie Smith, I just, I just don't know. I mean – We've seen him. I've seen the high school film. We haven't seen him really play, um, but he's competed against some of the best wide receivers in the country at Alabama. I mean, think of the wide receivers he went up in against practice. Um, can we name the list here, Ju- uh, Joey? Jerry Judy. Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Devonta Smith. Jalen Waddle. Waddle, yeah. Uh, Pretty good. Goodness gracious. And then, you know, they, they've got a kid who – someone the third. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Uh, ho-hum another Alabama wide receiver is going to be a first-round draft pick. There's a lot, man, and he's, you know, that's got to help, and he's somebody who I'm interested in how they use him just because he does have some versatility. And remember, Ryan Walters really pursued the heck out of this kid coming out of high school when Ryan Walters was at Mizzou. Uh, so, I, I, you know, that nickel area for him, you're right, is maybe a better fit than Prather. That, Prather, that's part of what I wanted to see in camp is, how does he handle Isaiah Williams, right? I mean, you would imagine those two have gotten to know each other quite well over the course of the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. How How has that gone? And, you know, have they tried Eddie Smith there? We don't know. and We don't know much from what happened inside the stadium. But a really interesting guy, right? I mean, anytime – I'm a believer in anytime you come from those bigger programs and you go up against, goodness gracious, the list of people that guy saw every single day, how does that not help you? Yeah. Right, it's got to help, and and you're not going up against that every day at Illinois. We're really in the Big Ten. I mean, you know, every team's got some receivers, but they don't got those guys. Yeah, the the one thing with Eddie is he got here later than all these other people, Correct. right? Like Quan and Sydney had a full spring and summer with this staff. I mean, Eddie was here for the summer with with Tank, but not with. Ryan Walters, right, in this safety group. Um, and, and Prather had the entire spring as well. So, uh, But Eddie Smith, you do have three years of him. Um, this safety group, all of these guys outside of Prather Hudson and, and Taylor Lightsey, I think, can be back. So this is a very this is a group where you're going to have a lot of these guys back. And then let's talk a little bit about the, the, the freshman behind him. Like, I thought Joriel Washington was one of the most interesting gets in this class previously he got here and rolled early but unfortunately had an injury that he had surgery on that he came in with um so he didn't he didn't get the spring reps um you know was working his way in this fall and then they move prince green who's kind of a cornerback prospect they have him at db two really physically imposing kids joriel 6'3 190 prince green's kind of the same 
guys, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they're wide receivers because they, they have that kind of frame. Um, but two good athletes that uh, I, I think can be playmakers back there. But I, I think they're probably a little bit more raw um, and, and are going to take time to develop. But you have a room where you can take time and develop. So we haven't seen them. I don't have huge opinions on them outside of prospects. But I do think they're high ceiling guys that uh, we'll see what we can turn those athletes into. Got any thoughts on Karan Taylor to safety, Joey? He's there. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just yeah, when's the last time you tackled a guy? Yeah, yeah, and, and you've been a quarterback for three years, and you end up moving to the other side. And yeah, you know, I think it's one of those. If in a couple of years you get something, great. But I, I don't. I think it was just quarterbacking it, and that's that's a spot. I, I'm curious how they end up recruiting this position, Jeremy, moving forward. Obviously, we all know. Uh, the, the one who got away in Austin Brown, I think that would have been huge. So long-term outside of the guys already there, I don't think, you know, I don't think you're panicking and because so many guys have eligibility. I think if you can get an Austin Brown, you cartwheel through the street, uh, that didn't happen. So, you know, we'll see how a, that goes. It's a huge position forward. to need. It's a huge position. Like I, I, Jory L. Washington and Prince Green are, are really solid prospects. Like I'm, I'm interested to see what they could become, but um, they've made this a priority. Think of the guys they've gone after. You talked about Austin Brown, Anthony Brown, uh, Jaden Mangum, right? Like they, they've gone after some really highly thought of guys and they've offered a couple more guys. They haven't pushed quite yet. Corey Lambert, Clayton Powell Lee, they offered early, uh, but they've been making this a bigger priority position than even corner uh, because of all the freshman corners they have uh, right now. So this is a need position in the class of 2022. I, I would have it right behind D-line uh, is your top needs left in that class because we know offense is already filled. Malachi Hood's the linebacker. Jared Beatty, you got as an edge rusher. Um, they added another one long-term uh, with transfer Alec Bryant, so I think they're good at that position right now. Corner, I think they're going to need a body there, but but safety feels like they're trying to find a, a, a big-time playmaker to be the next after you know Sidney Brown, Quan Martin in that group. Yeah, I guess the point, in my mind, just having a couple years left yeah. with, with some of those guys helps. But obviously, you don't want to have you want to have somebody in the system for those couple of years that you still have those guys. So yeah, yeah, there's uh there's work to do there, man. That that's the position on defense I have far and away the most questions what, about. Um, so so what's think, what's your expectation with the Illinois secondary? It's, it's bottom half of the Big Ten. Uh, secondary, the whole both. All whole secondary. Yeah, I mean, look, they've been either last or pretty darn close to it in about every passing metric around um, for a while. You get out of last. Uh, I mean, That's where they are in Phil Steele's yeah. preseason book, and I don't blame him. I, I, yeah, I don't fair. think yeah. I don't think that is ridiculous, even though I think Tony Adams and Devin Witherspoon could be good starters. I feel like Quan Martin uh, and Sidney Brown could be good starters. Uh, again, are any of these guys NFL players? They don't need to be. I'm not saying they need to be, but they certainly haven't proven that quite yet. Like Tony would have been gone if he were right. Like um, Sidney Brown would have had the opportunity to go if he was, or he's he's on the Senior Bowl watch list, which I said, which I think says his talent. Uh, but also, this group just didn't produce last year as a group, and I think that's the most important thing. Is you might have had a Nate Hobbs, like Tony Adams might have had a good individual year, but as a group, 
it was an entire failure. Like systemically, it was a, it was a it was a huge failure for for this entire secondary last year. So again, I hate coming back to this and repeating this, but scheme and coaching, we're gonna find out how important it is um, for this entire defense, especially. Is there a position that is going to be more clear position group than, than the defensive backs? No. No, like th- so this either. this is the biggest one because Lovey Smith's coverages were bland, right? Like you knew it was coming. Um, and the front was certainly that way at times, Joey. But, I mean, he blitzed Jake Hansen and, and those guys, Dele Harding. Um, the, the secondary, the coverages were easily detectable. You knew what they were running. And I just think – how can you do that for 18 to 22-year-old quarterbacks? You know what I want to do? I want them guessing, not knowing what's coming, and have them thinking. I, I want college quarterbacks thinking, and I think this staff is going to do that. Imagine being an opposing coach, standing up at a podium in front of everybody to hear and saying, yeah, well, they do it and going to change, and then have it actually not changed. I, I mean, that has got to – I mean, it's like free money, man. Yeah, j- just a whiteboard that we heard every – almost every, I felt like um, – opposing head coach jeff brom used to do it a lot i think he was poking the bear with lovey smith um i think he was just like hey we know what they're gonna run they don't they don't hide it and uh we know what to expect that's not a good thing no unless you can do what you run really really well they just weren't doing that either so uh, to me this is the clearest far and away barometer of, of coaching and scheme and the whole nine yards for, for the difference of what to expect. It's going to be multiple and it's going to look different. I think we all know that. I think people are probably tired of hearing that, but I think that's true. I think it's going to incorporate more parts, more guys back there into what they do and how they do it. But this it, is easily the, the position I'm looking at the most and saying, okay, let's see the big difference here because there's nothing even close to this. I don't think. Yeah, uh, I, this is a huge question mark. This is one of the biggest question marks on the team. I think quarterback uh, is still a huge question mark for me. Wide receiver certainly is. Uh, but I, I just I think there's some talent here. What can Ryan Walters and Aaron Henry get out of it? But I've been impressed by those two. I've, I've been very impressed by those two. We just haven't seen a game yet. And we haven't seen them really play outside uh, of, a, of a very, very vanilla spring game. So that's the secondary. I think uh, a position that... We feel like there's something to work with, but it uh, has to prove itself on the field for, for Illinois' defense to take a big leap. And, and we've talked about it, Joey. Offensively, Like I feel like we know a little bit more about what they are. Defensively is a huge question mark in this group. Uh, certainly probably the biggest on that side of the ball. All right, hope you guys enjoyed these position previews. Got to know a lot about your Illinois football team. Of course, we'll learn a lot more once we get to see them in action. Uh, But this is all kind of our best take on what we've seen, what we've heard uh, from this group during training camp. Go back, binge all of these, tell your friends about it, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast, uh, rate us, review us. We really appreciate that. Joey Wagner, thanks for all the intense breakdown. This was a lot of fun and hours and hours of Illinois football talk about a team we haven't very, seen very much. Yeah, thanks. I take no responsibility for anything I've been wrong on. We haven't seen anything. <laughs> I blame Brett Bielema for that. We can we can blame Brett Bielema for that. Call Brett. <laughs> All right, everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast. <laughs>